Bark up my sap. Reuven, Reuven just said a phrase that we don't understand. He said, uh, the, the bark person. Bark up my sap. Is that like. Bark up my sap. Listeners, what does this phrase mean? <laughs> bark up your sap. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing. I'm Scott. And I'm Macy. Here we are. Here we are, in the house. In the house. Tonight... We have a topic. We have a great topic. It is our 20th episode, so welcome. Welcome and to the 20th episode. Tonight's topic is... Drum roll. That's a nice real one. Enneagram twos. That's a table pound, actually. It's a, yeah, a nice little table pound. It's not a drum it's a table pound. <laughs> um, this episode is our fourth in our Enneagram installments. Mm-hmm. Um, We're very committed. We it's are the committed ones we, to the Enneagram. I think we look forward to a lot of episodes, but we have these locked in. Yeah, I every consistently know every five weeks I have an Enneagram episode coming and I get very excited when mm-hmm. it's one of them. Mm-hmm. So here we are, episode 20. And what Enneagram number are we going to be talking about this evening? Oh, the twos. The twos. Enneagram twos. We love twos. <laughs> <laughs> I love twos. I don't know a number I don't love, I guess. I think I love all numbers. <laughs> and I also think I feel the least connected to twos. Not in the sense of like not connecting to them as people. I connect to yeah. them. I don't understand twos. So, yeah, you're like kind of the opposite. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm. Um. I. I would describe myself as selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not other centric. Yeah. yeah. So I would like to work on being more two like. Hmm. But hmm. my attention throughout my daily life is not how I can be helpful. Yeah. I, I, one of my friends of mine, really close friend, certain people probably notice certain things about me. Yeah. And and feel not inclined to say something, just say, Oh, that's a weird little tick in Scott. I'm not <laughs> going to bring that up, you know, but somebody should, you yeah. know, and a close friend of mine named Bobby, he listens every once in a while. Thanks Bobby. <laughs> um, I'm the hey, type Bobby. that will go to the refrigerator, grab a drink and come back and see, sit and not think to ask anyone, not even for a second. <laughs> and he, and he'll always point out, it's like, maybe get me a drink. <laughs> maybe you ever think about that? Maybe offer me one, you know, he's an eight by the way. So challenger, <laughs> But uh, I'm always so perplexed at how, first of all, I don't do that. And I don't think about it. And then I'm surprised that more people don't call me out on it. The other night you did that, though. Do you remember that? No. You were going Where? to get a LaCroix, I think, when we were watching Avatar. And I And offered? you offered the room. Uh, Anyone want snacks? I'm working on it. I'm working on it, everybody. I'm working in progress. So integrating. <laughs> Yeah, and you go to two in stress. I go to two in stress. I really can understand the two. I feel like if any number on the Enneagram, two, probably two and five are the ones I can relate to the most. Okay. So this has been, as we've been prepping for this, I've been really recalling lots of, I just have two like tendencies. <laughs> two like tendencies. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, for if anybody's listening for the first time, I would say I'd recommend. We don't have time to explain the Enneagram to you here. No. I'd say well, go back. Go back and listen to some Enneagram episodes. Mm-hmm. Don't start here. Don't start here. Stop. <laughs> Don't listen anymore. 
Mayday. Right, <laughs> Turn no. it off. Guess we made it clear. I mean, I guess if you really wanted to. No, I don't. I don't think you should. We're don't, not going to explain the Enneagram. Don't do it. Go back. Um, we love the Enneagram, yeah. though. So, yeah. And we think you should go back and listen about the Enneagram or just go read about the Enneagram on your own. I suggest the and wisdom then, of the Enneagram. Yes. Then you can come listen. Then come listen. <laughs> yeah, because I can't think of... Uh, it being very possible for every time we do an Enneagram episode for us to go back and explain it again. And I imagine that also would be pretty boring and condescending yeah. for some people. Be like, yeah. We get it. We know what the Enneagram is. Let's get to it. Yeah. Um, but I will say, in terms of the Enneagram, we have these numbers, one through nine. I'm not explaining. Just refreshing. <laughs> and say, uh, <laughs> our numbers all have a number in theory that we behave like when we're stressed or not doing well. I heard new words for it, though. Please. It was the conscious Enneagram, I think. And they said your point of refuge is your kind of your stress point and your point of, oh, I forget Mm. the other one. But let's just focus on that. What does that mean to you? Refuge. I think it's helped have me to have better language of this, this point of like going a little bit like inward or like this like extra like deeper part of you that you can like draw upon. So like that's in stress. Well, yeah, and inward sounds weird because it's I do kind of tend to go outwardly in yeah. terms of my point of refuge, but it's like this second layer to us that we have almost. It, but is it because like for four, like you going to two and stress, it feels somewhat safe or familiar? Is that what that means? Refuge? Yeah, I think so. That's kind of how I see it. Also, the way this person talks about it is super interesting. I kind of uh, want to read. Who is it? It's the conscious Enneagram person. Do you want me yeah. to show? Do you want me to look it up? Yeah. Okay. The the other one is the vantage point, mm. which is interesting. And also the conscious Enneagram. Is the vantage point the health point? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think that the way that this person is talking about it is trying to kind of end that language of, because they talk about how the it's a positive in both. The refuge and the negative point in both. and the vantage point. Yeah. New language, everybody. Okay. So Real time, new language. Stop using stress and unhealth. Well, maybe. Okay. This is just another perspective. Okay. So it's like it helps us to have a deeper understanding, I guess. We're, we On this podcast, we want one perspective. We, it always <laughs> gets me around. We don't want one perspective. You're thrown off. That. Uh. Multiple perspectives. We're here for it. Okay. The refuge point for type four is two. When consciously embodied, the two energy allows the four to look outside of their own emotional experience and consider deeply the effect their actions have on those around them. This en- energy relaxes the four's tendency towards self-absorption. Mm. This energy relaxes the four's tendency towards self-absorption and inspires them to use their gifts in the service of others. Unconsciously, though, the two energy becomes something of an escape hatch for the four. They can turn their attention outward and become placating in order to have in order to avoid having to take action on what matters of their own overwhelming emotions. Ooh, yeah. I can see that happening in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Whoops-a-daisies. But, but it's also <laughs> cool to think about how I can consciously embody it in terms of right. like, I recognize I'm in stress and like I can consciously see how this is maybe beneficial in like terms of not and like do it in a different way. The motivation can like shift of how I use that energy. That's good. And I think, I think that's what some of the Enneagram teachers like Chris Hewitt's, uh has been mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. Uh, that has helped us understand the Enneagram a little bit better of saying uh, these things that we tend to do, like a reformer is not necessarily trying to 
fix everything. They're they're trying to improve it. I I don't know. He was he was trying to redeem some of the language, or some of the. If that makes sense, this seems to be redeeming some of the language. It's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. unhealth. Right. Right. It's refuge. It's refuge. So it's like it's it's understandable. We go to these points. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's something we can like draw upon. Okay. From experience. So, this episode, everybody, is going to be about the Enneagram Two. We we, we have done a Enneagram Five. That's me. That's me. We've done an Enneagram Four. That's Macy. That's me. And we've done Enneagram One. That's our friend Matthew. Yeah. And now we're doing Enneagram Two. In five weeks, we'll do an Enneagram Three. Yeah. So if you're a person that's at all interested in the Enneagram, and uh, if you're specifically interested in any way uh, about Enneagram Twos, if you're an Enneagram Two or you have some Enneagram Twos in your life, this is for you. We're doing it, and and uh, we're doing it. We're, we are doing it, and um, also this is this is just trying to give you a sneak peek. This is like the table of contents for the episode. Oh, here we go. This Outline. week we put out a call to. Everybody on our Instagram, all the twos out there to respond and tell us what it's like to be two. So we got a lot of great comments. So many great comments. We're going to engage with that. And we have our friend Katie, who's a two. And she's going to be on to talk about what it's like. So we're going to hear from an actual two. We don't know. We don't know what it's like to be two. My heart got warm thinking of Katie, our two. (laughs) We're going to hear from a real two. We're going to hear from a real two. I'm a real two. I'm a real boy. (laughs) Um, Finally, in conclusion, conclusion? there's hopefully that uh, whets your appetite a little bit. It's like a little appetizer. (laughs) (laughs) So a little appetizer. It's not the full meal yet. (laughs) But uh, Macy and I have been workshopping a mission statement or a logo or or not a logo. A A catchphrase? Not a catchphrase. Maybe a mission statement. Not a logo. Logo is <laughs> like a I picture. Of? Um, a motto. A motto, no. maybe something like that. It's Cat- like it's a mission statement. Slogan. 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 Slogan sounds so cheesy, <laughs> it but really it's true. Does. This is our slogan. Oh, so gosh. I don't have it memorized, but I think Macy does. Do Am I going to say it right now? Yeah, I think we're. we're so what oh. we want to do is we want to <laughs> tell you our slogan, and we want uh, any th- feedback anybody has on it. You can. Oh yeah, let us know us. what you think, and we we. Is it a trash logo? It. And really feel relatively good about it, mm-hmm. but want to hear from the people. This is also a preview to next week's episode where it's going to be a, a check-in episode. We're going to talk about what it's been like to be making this podcast and our goals for the future. Yeah. So we'll probably talk a little bit more about this slogan. This slogan. <laughs> okay. So yeah, here and, it is. And why we... We'll unpack it. We're not going to unpack it tonight. No. We're just going to say it. Yeah. No small thing. A podcast dedicated to the idea that there is no small thing, inspiring you to live a less cynical and more curious life. There it is. Doesn't that sound nice? Let us know. Is it grammatically correct? We're we're pretty sure. We're pretty sure. But if you we're pretty sure. Is it a proper use of a semicolon? Um, are all the verbs being used correctly? We're we we're pretty sure. We're educated, but sometimes we sometimes we goof mess up, up a little. We're baby humans. Okay. So there it is. Inspire. We like inspiring you to live a less cynical and more curious life. That's yeah. sort of our mission. That's what we want this podcast to be about. Yeah. So are we doing our job? Let us know. Are we know. helping you be more curious? That's our goal. And if we're not, let us know. Are okay. we are we actually causing more cynicism? Because <laughs> we're not that that means we're not doing our goal. <laughs> okay, so this is an Enneagram 2 episode. Uh, next up, we're going to be we're gonna ease into a, a slight soft introduction to twos. We're gonna talk about it a little bit. Are we gonna talk about what we've been learning? Um <laughs> <laughs> Macy said something off mic just now. Yeah. <laughs> She reminded me that we'll also be talking about what personally we've been learning about the Enneagram. 
Yeah. That's that's actually what's coming up next. Yeah, that's what's we're gonna up give next. a. This is the thing: is is Macy and I are on a journey about the enneagram. We really are with the enneagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time we do an enneagram episode, we're gonna give you a little update on how we've been growing and what we've been learning. Yeah. So that is so that's actually coming up that's next. what's coming up really next, and then some other things about twos later. <laughs> then we'll really bring them at twos. All right. Catch you later. <laughs> We're back. And we're here to tell you a little bit about what we've been learning. We've been, yeah, journeying with the Enneagram. We've been talking about the Enneagram for a a little over a year. I've been talking, well, Scott and I have been talking about the Enneagram for a little over a year. I mean, I've known about it for a while. I I deep dive a little over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think I guessed in the earliest phases that I was a four. Mm, And then when mm -hmm. I really dived in, I figured I was a five. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and then since the the way I view the Enneagram now after a year is vastly different. Oh my gosh. Than yeah. I did. Initially. The way I view the Enneagram like two months ago is mm-hmm. vastly different. Every time I think five weeks. Yeah. We're always going to be having some new revelations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the biggest revelation that I want people to understand, which is why we're talking about it so much is it's so different than, the shorthand it's a shorthand yeah. to get some people to understand like what is the enneagram oh it's like a personality test it's like it's not it's not even the, that's like. the only way i can try to explain it to somebody in in if we're just walking down the street together really quick you know like yeah. i don't have time to explain it to you it's like a personality test is it a personality test no no but it's like one i don't even think it's like one oh uh, i gotta come up with a better way to describe it because it's not a test it's a personality it's not even personality you say they're personality archetypes archetypes that's yeah i like yeah. that language a lot better mm-hmm. all right well okay. so just so everybody knows it's a journey a it's long a journey. deep journey that only the more you know the deeper it goes yeah yeah and the knowledge it involves like a lot of work once with the like knowledge of the enneagram the enneagram is kind of an embodied experience i would say an embodied experience so we're we're trying our best we're baby humans learning about the enneagram trying we're, to live it out almost completed the enneagram this is not true and this is a little bit what i'm going <laughs> to talk like about things that trigger me, so. <laughs> i always get triggered <laughs> uh, no but, but but i guess i guess one of the things is you'd say is the enneagram is a tool to self-discovery so oh, it's not even about it the enneagram it's about you and how there's infinite depth mm-hmm. so there's just no ending so oh. the more you start to learn to use the enneagram the more you're essentially learning how to assess and discover certain things about yourself. Yeah, and it's it's a, like a it's a personal roadmap to your sake, like to your whole essence, yourself. A personal roadmap to your essence and yourself. Yes, well <laughs> said. <laughs> okay, so what have you been learning? Okay, I have one big thing and I feel very convicted by. It. Wow, okay, I'm ready. So this is not going to be like a fun thing necessarily, but I do think it's important, which is we've all got to 
settle down with typing people. I was thinking this today. Uh, we are so guilty hard of it. Because it's so fun. It's so fun. And it's not like it's morally wrong. It's just I think especially in the in the early phases, I was having so much fun with the Enneagram and mm-hmm. it was all about typing people and it was kind of a way to understand it too. I think like if you joke around with someone that's like a pal learning the Enneagram and being like, Oh, could this person be a two or this or that? It's a way to like test how you know them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was like some goodness in those conversations. And I'm still doing it in my brain. I can't stop myself. Yeah. You know, but I, this came from a, I, I don't know if this person will ever listen to our podcast, but, uh, there's a person, Abby, who does Conscious Enneagram. They have a podcast called Conscious Construction. And it is really all, a lot, a lot of the material is focused on not typing people. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's not like it's an absolute no, but I think I've been a little too freewheeling with it. Mm-hmm. And I guess what you'd say is on several levels is it, first of all, it really, it really gives, it really takes away people's own, uh, journey. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if you're saying mm-hmm. it to their face. Yeah. But what I realized, uh, through Abby's posts is to a certain extent, when we're observing somebody from a distance, mm-hmm. we are, uh, typing people at their worst or, mm. uh, assuming the worst about certain types. Mm. So it's it actually says more about us. Abby was saying, uh, when we type Donald Trump specifically, mm-hmm. it says more about us than whatever Donald Trump actually is. Meaning we say, oh, we don't like sixes. So Donald Trump must be a six. He's really bothering me. That's like six mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. We don't like eights. Eights really bother us. So we're now t- telling, saying Donald Trump is an eight. Mm-hmm. We don't know until we've actually talked to him and we really don't know actually until he's actually done his own Enneagram work. So it's really unfruitful it's not, it's not a wise way to use the Enneagram. It's no. kind of an immature way. Yeah. That's interesting. We're, I want to type Donald Trump. It's fun, but, but I probably shouldn't. Well, <laughs> I, I feel like we're guilty of this on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. I did a whole post of typing just random people, although they were characters. Fictional characters. Yeah. I don't know if that's very harmful. Yeah, I guess that's, maybe that's something to think about. You want to be a little lighthearted. It's nice to be playful. I just think... I think personally Current, like, I can I can I can bring it back a little bit. I can calm down a little bit with typing other people. I agree. I think I I think more than anything in my own brain I need to calm it down in the sense of like <laughs> calm it down. Pre-judging people based on like my original judgments of them and like their enneotype. I'll be like, "Oh, this person did this and this and like they must be this one number." And then I'll just assume they're that number for the rest of knowing them and they haven't even said that. Now, one of that, the things Enneagram does helpful. though is it it cultivates empathy. So, if you're yeah. if you all of a sudden you're at work and you're you're assuming someone's a 1, you're like, "Oh, they're doing this because yeah. They have a preoccupation with making sure things are done well and <laughs> orderly and yeah. I don't want to disrupt that. I want to appreciate that, you know. Yeah, I think that that's helpful in terms of thinking of like why are we even talking about the Enneagram? Why are we doing this? It's mm-hmm. like a tool for empathy. In a way to understand ourselves. It's big. Yeah, it's big. Wow, that's, that's well a said. good, that's a big learning Got, thing. We got to settle down a little bit. Yeah, and, I agree. And I'm giving you permission as my podcast co-host to call me out on it. 
Yeah, I give you permission too because I I Lots was actually having this thought here. earlier today. I thought that might be something I shared, but you you got it. Uh, I stole it. No, that's not what I was actually okay. going to share. But I was like thinking of all the like of the few things, and I came upon one thing I want to probably talk about learning. But yeah, I think I do it too often. I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that for everybody out there, that's <laughs> if, if you're if you're learning the enneagram, I didn't do it in my head. I I walked up to someone's face and told them what they were. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I, that's okay. something I'm not doing anymore. Okay, wait. I have Unless one thing to really say. Really ask me. Yeah. I feel like it kind of it depends on the situation because I had like some friends over the other day and I was like, I think you're probably these numbers, and we talked about it and had a whole conversation. And I think in that sense, tell they it, have to be asking and being receptive and asking and yeah. wanting to know. They can't. You can't just be forcing this information on them. Yeah. And then yeah. even as you're doing it, you have to be paying attention to if they're actually if liking they're getting, it. It's true. Cause yeah. I think you and I both have a tendency to be like, this is so interesting <laughs> yeah. and lose the room. Yeah. We, we can lose the room. <laughs> yeah. We, we've it's even lost our listeners. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that, do you have anything else? No, that's mine. That's What's yours? yours? Oh, okay. What's mine? I think. Here we go. Here we go. I think for me, it's more, it's, Another one that's a little harsh, it's like a harsh actually, but also liberating is I have been really, as I've been studying the Enneagram and learning about it, I can get into this like headspace and I think we all can of like self-improvement and using it as like this, like, oh, so I can like be better or like Mm -hmm. all of these like ways. It is a tool to self-discovery, which helps us to understand ourselves but that doesn't necessarily make us better. And I think that mm. that's something that mm. I have been like called out on in the sense of like being convicted myself of like this, why am I using the Enneagram? And I'm trying to mm. understand it as simply this way to understand myself and let my own essence live. I don't have to like do, I don't have to be improving or being better. It's more Ooh. about like being myself and allowing space for myself. That's a paradigm shift. It's a paradigm our shift. culture. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't... It's like you're talking nonsense, sort of. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be about a self-improvement. And that's one of the things we would say trying to sell people on the Enneagram is becoming a better person. But not really. Not that really plays being to a better person. Yeah. Basest, lower selves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that's been like this <sighs> thing I've Accepting been yourself. Yeah. it's The Enneagram is about accepting yourself, not being... Like... We're not trying to become something different. We're mm-hmm. trying to just let ourselves be ourselves. Uh, we we got to just like earmark that topic because you just said some hard things that I think may, if if you miss what Macy just said, it's hard. It's hard. It's oh, hard yeah. to understand, especially there's a, there's a, an American culture, especially that is all about self-improvement. I think Macy wants to say something. I just have something to read. Please. Can I read this? Okay. That's an old school. An old school phrase. Can I read this? I'm, I have something to read. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Scott, I have something to read. <laughs> okay, so great. about our, was it our last episode that I talked about catching ourselves in the act? Mm-hmm. I think it was in the Enneagram one. So what I'm going to read comes from like three pages later from the same chapter of cultivating awareness in from the wisdom of the Enneagram. The wisdom of the Enneagram. The yeah. main book we recommend. We're ride or die wisdom, people. <laughs> um, that, well, we I'll read just, other I just want to say, people have talked to me. 
people and have said they've bought the wisdom of the Enneagram. Wow. That's the one they buy because we've suggested it. It's a recommendation. I wouldn't say just the wisdom. I have a lot. It's, it's in tandem with other voices. <laughs> I always want to mess with you so bad. I know. Okay. Just the wisdom, everybody. That's the only one we recommend. It's not. It's not. <laughs> There's lots of other books. I am going to read this from the wisdom. <laughs> Here we go. We are programmed from early childhood to believe that we need to be better, to try harder, and to discount parts of ourselves that other parts do not, do not approve of. The whole of our culture and education constantly reminds us of how we can be more successful desirable, secure, or spiritual if we were only to change in some way or other. In short, we have learned that we need to be different from how we actually are according to some formula the mind has received. The idea we simply need to discover and accept who we actually are. And then this last thing I want to read, which I think is the opposite of what you believe. Ooh, here we go. Maybe not the opposite. That's not the opposite. Macy and I have an epic uh, core (laughs) disagreement about the... The nature of humanity. The nature of humanity. We'll see. We'll see what this does. Always remember that it is your birthright and natural state to be wise and noble, loving and generous, to esteem yourself and others, to be creative and constantly renewing yourself, to be engaged in the world in awe and in depth, to have courage and to rely on yourself, to be joyous and effortlessly accomplished, to be strong and effective, to enjoy peace of mind and to be present to the unfolding mystery of your life. Ooh, yeah. That's good. I don't want to disagree with it. Because <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's true, but I, but that's what it's your your our debate is a chicken or the egg debate. It is. It is. It's like uh are we born broken and then we discover this thing about ourselves or are we born with that and then we become broken? We become broken. Or become we become fixated on our I I kind of agree with that. Like I do think we're born with that and it is our birthright. Yeah. But something happens, you know, Yeah. and we, f- we lose sight of it and we forget it. And that's what the Enneagram I think is ultimately saying is, um, there's our ego or our personality has gotten in the way. Yeah. So we got to figure that out. We do. But, uh, uh, yeah, we won't get into it. Maybe we'll have a whole episode where we debate <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's a nuanced way of thinking of it. But I think we essentially typically agree, but I just love that. Like, language of like as you enter into this like the work of the enneagram it's you already are these things Mm -hmm. like you already are so much it's not improving who you are it's it's realizing that that's already a part of who you are and like opening and letting that be yeah if anybody's listening to this that follows any sort of christian tradition there's certain christian elements that have gone awry yeah, that's probably yeah, that's true. That 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 are really guilt-inducing and shame-inducing, and mm-hmm. and so when uh, I mean I have a friend that says he can't go to church anymore because it was so abusive mm-hmm. to him personally, not maybe intentionally, but the way he received it. So yeah. it, it doesn't feel healthy for him in terms of the messages he's getting about himself mm-hmm. to go to church. So it is sad to think that the church or the Christianity can sometimes do the opposite of this of yeah of like not call out your inherent goodness but call out your failings you're falling short well we, christianity would say sin or yeah. brokenness or something like that but anyways yeah all right those that's what we've been learning that's what we've been learning there it is next I time have, we'll have some new things to report because we'll yeah. continue to learn about we'll the continue Indian to learn and we'll continue and you to too. share 
Come yeah. on the journey with us, everybody. <laughs> Invite you to this journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty epic. It's really wild, but it's pretty epic. So when we come back, we'll have KDR2 on the episode, and we're going to talk about the two, explain the two, and then hear from her as a two. And we'll also read our Instagram uh, participation comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So catch you later. everybody we're back from not going to 7-eleven <laughs> that's great i you've never said that we're back from not going to 7-eleven we <laughs> I pretend just said it. um and katie's with us now we have katie, katie. hi <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself <laughs> well we can let me say a few things mm-hmm. i like when we say that let me say it. <laughs> so first of all i will say uh this group the three of us we were all work together. Power team. We call power team. Power, edge power team. Yeah. Edge power, power team. team. Mm-hmm. Our youth group is called the Edge. Macy and Katie were both interns at the same time, at the same and it, time. Was it was so special. A very, very, very good year. And can I just say that when I listen to this podcast, <laughs> it feels like we're back in that office, mm-hmm. Macy in my office, where <laughs> Scott would come in and sit down, and him and Macy would just pounce on a topic and pounce talk about topic. something Pechina. and i would sit there responding to emails and yes. like getting them there or not macy getting scott his yeah. list of things that he needed to do yeah. or what i needed from him <laughs> and they would be accomplishing so much good dialogue at that accomplishing moment some dialogue. nothing productive in terms of our jobs but uh, <laughs> but uh <laughs> A lot of inspiring thoughts yeah. probably occurred. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so I love listening to the podcast. So it takes sweet. me back to those times. <laughs> yes. It's good to be Edge Power Team back together. Edge, Edge Power, Power Team. team. So that's, so what, that's, that's what's happening right now. Back You're hearing together. the Edge Power Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I just want to say uh, our friend Scott Strong is in the building. And Scott Strong is Katie's boyfriend. <laughs> it's his only identity. He's in the background. That's how he we know have him. Any identity aside from being Katie associated Portman. with Katie. But I really want to say that Scott is here in the house um, painting um, small figurines. I wish everybody could see this. I'm not making it up. This is not a joke. He is. He has his glasses on and some pens and some markers and some no, paints. It's paint. It's paint. It's paint and brushes, and he's making. He's painting figurines for Dungeons and Dragons. It's a very noble. I, I love it. And honorary cause. Yeah. <laughs> but we're just trying to paint the picture. We're at, a, we're at a table. I said you could come and guess what? You can paint mini. And here he is. Right and here he is. So. Uh, so so that's what we're doing. Uh, we got some fun people in the house. So we're going to talk to Katie about being a two. Here we, we go. Um, when so, some people tell me they have a number and I don't believe them, <laughs> or I don't feel like they've <laughs> oh looked gosh. into it. Katie says she's a two, and I really believe. It. <laughs> You're like, yeah, Katie's yeah. two. Well, can I actually say the first moment that I knew I was a two? Yes, please. It was when this year ago that you guys were just talking about when you started or when Scott mm. started deep diving and Macy brought in this book, and I forget which one it was. I don't remember. But the wording around two, it, it each chapter had a a need and the need to be needed was the two. And I had just started flipping through the book and I just, I didn't make it very far. I made it to the second chapter and I was like, "Mm." 
<laughs> makes you a little uncomfortable. Oh, no. Makes you so like, oh, that's And then I kept flipping through being like, oh, no, maybe I'm something else. Maybe I'm something else. I was like, mm. Crap. And then I did an online test that you guys had both done back in the days of finding out your type from an yeah. online oh, test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it and yeah, it definitely told me I was too and I was like, well I already knew that. Thanks. Thanks. Great. Feels really good. <sighs> yeah, I've also never questioned Katie's Tunis. Yeah. Um, um and I think that's one of the that's one of the things that highlights the difference in age for us is by the time I figured out I was a five, the life had already pummeled that into my face hmm. or pummeled my face with that information <laughs> <laughs> like friends family wife had basically been saying all the things the five says yeah for years mm-hmm. and so i it wasn't as hard for me to hear it but when i first heard that information i was very defensive for for 10 years of mm-hmm. my life yeah i mean people would say i'd talk people out of their emotions that was one of the big ones yeah mm-hmm. uh, or I, I i created a character for myself when i was trying to do some internal study of myself it, it was one of the characters was emotionally detached earl i said that about he myself he already plays dungeons yeah. and dragons yeah, yeah, look yeah, at yeah, him yeah, yeah. his character has a story that'd yeah. be so good but <laughs> emotionally attached detached, detached. Earl. I, di- I didn't even know enygram i didn't even know enygram <laughs> what kind of <laughs> wouldn't that be a good dungeons would, and dragons oh, please, character please. Yeah. what would he be what I would his know. class be so i think if i if a i was barbarian <laughs> Emotionally detached Earl would be a barbarian. <laughs> I also had whimsical William oh, and controlling no. Colin. Yeah, whimsical yeah. William's a bard, probably. Yeah, uh, but all that to say, when people were first calling me out on this stuff, I did not want to hear it, and I was very defensive. So yeah. if, if I was twenty three or twenty four and hearing about the enneagram, I probably would have been just as cringy. Yeah, as it's you guys. very cringy. When cringy I read the enneagram, the I was like, "Oh, this is it. This is what people have been telling me. This is what I am." You know, yeah. I had already come to terms with it. <laughs> Um, so here the we shadow have. side. We love it. Mm. We've got the wisdom in front of I, us. I, I, I want to, should we, should we just hear straight up from Katie first and then do some wisdom? Okay. We'll do, we'll do wisdom first. It, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give some prompts. So we're all learning together. Katie's still learning. I'm learning. Macy's learning. We're going to say some things from the wisdom of the Enneagram, the mm-hmm. book we most recommend, although there are many books, Macy mm-hmm. wants everybody to know, <laughs> not just one book, lots of books on the Enneagram, but we mostly recommend the wisdom. The wisdom of the Enneagram is is the most like a textbook. It's a big giant book with lots of information. There's Not fill in the blanks. Everyone wants the textbook. There's maybe you don't want the textbook. Maybe you want the road back to you. Yeah. That's another book that people have bought into and and enjoyed. Bought into is not the right word. Uh, uh, enjoyed. Uh, been, been helped by. I, I recommend it. I recommend it. I know. I I didn't want to sound <laughs> weird there. Okay, so the basic fear of the two. I love talking about these things. Yeah, these it cuts are cuts to the chase. Get right to it. Yeah, the basic fear of the two is of being unloved and unwanted for themselves alone. Hmm. Woo, <laughs> that's emotional, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, so then, the basic desire is to feel loved, mm-hmm. and the superego message is: you're good or okay if you are loved by others and close to them. Hmm. There's your oof. Your responses <laughs> That's to that. That's all I have to say is <laughs> oof. oof. Does that feel true to you? Yes, it does. And every time that I read about it, it's it's 
Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, so the basic fear is of being unloved and unwanted mm-hmm. for themselves alone. Mm-hmm. So do you want to say anything about that? Do you want to expound on that? What, what that would mean for Katie? <laughs> unloved or unwanted or what I interpret. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Unloved or unwanted. I don't know. I don't know what I would expand on other than I kind of, I, I think that I assume that a lot of that's how humanity feels. Hmm. Right. And so, so that's, that, that's where I get, um, a little stuck in that is I'm like, this, don't we all, yeah. aren't we all like, no. that's what we're all majorly <laughs> fearing that no. we're unloved or unwanted. Yeah. So. I can relate. Mm-hmm. I can definitely relate in that mm-hmm. sense, especially, I mean, we, they didn't talk about this, but both the two in the four and the three are in the heart triad, which is all like pretty concerned about what people think of us mm-hmm. or like the way we're oh, like yeah. me is more like the way I'm seen and yours is more like what you do for others and yeah. how like they see you in mm-hmm. their lives. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. like, uh, in you're so well, twos are very entangled with all of their relationships. Mm-hmm. Like they tell them who they are, how they relate to others. Does that feel like you? I mean, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it definitely does, and um, we can. T- we'll talk more about how that comes out and how that yes. how I interact with others and all the good ways and the bad ways of trying to earn affection mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. darker side, and, and always feeling like it's something that I need to do for others, and always kind of knowing in the back of my head, well if I had done this for them or if I responded mm. this way, I know how they're going to perceive that. And I know how I, like mm. that's going to make them feel better. <sighs> Maybe it won't necessarily make me feel better, Gosh, yeah. but I, but I know that it's for them. And like, that's probably what I should do. Mm-hmm. And I can, I always see that path no matter what, mm. whether I choose to ignore it or not, or act on it, it's always there. Mm. Yes. Like little, like, <laughs> Twos are the most selfless number on the Enneagram, I'd say. Yeah, Would you think? They, they feel a little nine-like sometimes. Yeah, too. yeah, that's true. There's Twos some and nines probably. There. Of just very like aware of other people mm-hmm. and like care about mm-hmm. other people <laughs> so well. Yeah. It's like really yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm really inspired. <laughs> I will say though that it doesn't. It doesn't feel selfless all the time because mm-hmm. you know you you're consciously aware of what you're doing and how you're acting and you know mm-hmm. when you're choosing not to be and those are the things that always stand out to me mm-hmm. is when i don't act on things Ooh. Mm-hmm. yes so there's like a sense of like mm-hmm. needing to mm-hmm. and and we did need strength finders needed. as a church staff and i did it when i was at spu mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and um includer is one of my mm-hmm. strengths and Seems like a two strength oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it does all of my strength yeah. finder strengths we can talk about that later too (laughs) (laughs) there are are all twos they're all in the like um like how they work with others (laughs) like Mm -hmm. box (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but but includers they know who's in the room Mm -hmm. and who's being talked to and who's not and whether or not you're gonna act on it or not Mm -hmm. (laughs) i need somebody to point it out for me (laughs) you know and somebody like did you notice so-and-so is over there but oh 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 i I didn't (laughs) wow thank you two or nine or whoever you are (laughs) yeah i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about twos at a party and they're like they're the ones who they either could be like a social butterfly at the party or they could see someone who doesn't seem like they're having a good time. And then like they're going to do whatever they can to like 
bring that person into the party and let them have mm-hmm. a good night. Like mm-hmm. they are, they can go to a party and just zero in on certain people. And mm-hmm. does that totally. And, and when you don't, when you don't, when you know that person's <laughs> in the corner and you're like, oh, I just don't have the energy for this mm. right now. Oh. It feels it's like a like something stabbing in your heart uh, like twisting and you're like I know that I could muster up the energy to do this. Wow. I know that I probably should because that person probably feels unloved, unwanted, all those things that I'm so terrified wow. of. Wow. And maybe they're not even maybe they're having a fine time sitting like right. by themselves or it, they just need whatever to be, they yeah. need to do. But I'm like, "Oh man." That just uh, that is wild. This is how I know I'm not a two. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like that. I'm like, well, if they're not having a good time, they better figure out how to have a good time. Not my responsibility. I'm like, I know that I could do something that could potentially change Mm. it, but then it kind of gets me to when I do try to do something that could change it, and they don't want any of it. I'm like, oh, I did it wrong. Like, it's the need to be needed. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely as a youth pastor. I think as a youth pastor, I feel some of that mm-hmm. that burden. But mm-hmm. uh, at a at a party with peers and adults, definitely none. <laughs> First of all, I don't even want to go. But if I'm there, it's like survival mode. I'm not like who needs to be talked to. I'm not. I'm yeah. not thinking about that at all. Yeah, I'm probably too self absorbed yeah. to be thinking of others. <laughs> if I'm being oh, honest. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I was just going to read the, the very beginnings. Oh, yeah. Let's start from okay. the very beginning. And yeah. also, Katie's not entirely sure about her wing. So yeah. we might oh, be yeah. figuring out Katie's wing in real time, which would be kind of fun because we kind of get to do that with John mm-hmm, a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, his wing. No, I think his type. His type. Yeah, yeah. we just figured out his type. <laughs> okay, so first of all, the two's called the helper. Um, let's see. They give it, lots of names on the yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah, wisdom. Can we read more names? The I'm wisdom curious. gives some other names. They call the 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 helper or the two the altruist, the lover, the caretaker, mm-hmm. the pleaser, mm-hmm. the enabler. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> or the, <laughs> or the special friend. Oh That's God, kind of special, special friend. friend. <laughs> Scott's mom Scott, calls me his friend. Special friend. <laughs> Okay. She introduces me as his friend. <laughs> this is also fun about the wisdom of the Enneagram is uh, <laughs> the wisdom has these little things in the margins that have quotes that represent oh, things they're that are typical so to good. it. Say. So here's, here's some okay. of the things. I'm just going to okay. flip through this. A, a, t- a two will say, I care about people. I do. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I can, this is who I am. A two says, I can make anyone like me. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Or here's, here's what you might hear to say. Isn't it wonderful how close we are? <laughs> Does that feel right? I don't think that I'm necessarily an optimist all the time. Mm. So maybe some mm. of these two things with the like sweet spin on it. I don't think I catch on to some okay, of those. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take no for an answer. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the eight in me. Yeah. Gosh, oh, yes. here's a good Katie one. <laughs> Come get a hug. <laughs> Come get a Come hug. Come get a hug. I love that it says that for two. It's true. Uh, another one twos might be say, found saying is, let me do that for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost more than, any- than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Strong in the corner just made a noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Katie, okay, I a- think you're so warm. I think you said you weren't warm. I consider you one of the warmest people I know. Katie's very warm. Yeah. That's yeah. Warm- nice. One of the warmest. Yeah. Yeah, Aww. yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, here's <laughs> another thing you might catch it to saying, "Where would you be without me, <laughs> <laughs> Scott?" <laughs> 
Katie made a cringy emoji face. That's the last one. Where would you be with that one? Oof. Okay, so we're gonna read the the kind of beginning descriptor of a two. Very, this is good. Okay. I'm not gonna read a ton. Just not the a ton. Very, okay. very beginning. Okay, so the they call the the two the the caring interpersonal type, generous, mm-hmm. demonstrative, people pleasing, and possessive. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Whoopsie daisies. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. This guy said that several times. <laughs> we have named personality two the helper because people of this type are either the most genuinely helpful to other people or when they are less healthy, the most highly invested in seeing themselves as helpful. So yeah. important. Yeah. Being generous and going out of their way for others makes twos feel that theirs is the richest, most meaningful way to live. The love and concern that they feel and the genuine good that they do warms their hearts and makes them feel mm. worthwhile. Twos are most interested in what they feel to be the really, really good things in life. Love, closeness, sharing, family, and friendship. Mm. When twos are healthy and balanced, they really are loving, helping, generous, and considerate. People are drawn to them like bees to honey. Healthy twos warm others to the glow of their hearts. They enliven others with their appreciation and attention, helping people to see positive qualities in themselves that they had not previously recognized. In short, healthy twos are the embodiment of the good parent that everyone wishes that they had. Someone who sees them as they are, understands them with immense compassion, helps and encourages them with infinite patience, and is always willing to lend a hand, while knowing precisely how and when to let go. Healthy twos open our hearts because theirs are already open. Mm-hmm. They show us the way to be more deeply and richly human. Aww. Isn't that sweet? Twos. So sweet. Twos. <laughs> it started out a little aggressive and then it did really and sweetly. Then it, got sweet. it really did. <laughs> it aggressive. Well, let's go back to the aggressive for a second. <laughs> so it says, uh, uh, it says, uh, when they are less healthy, the most highly invested in, they're the most highly invested in, in seeing themselves mm-hmm. as helpful. Mm-hmm. How does that stick out to you? Yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> let's go back to the good stuff let's first. go back to the good stuff first you're in charge yes <laughs> what was the good stuff the ooey gooey caring for others I think it's okay, this essence saying, thing it's this essence thing about these numbers this is who what stood out essence? to me in thinking of like twos really are the people who like doing good like doing good things makes them happy so they like mm-hmm. are constantly oh, doing yeah. good things oh yeah like they're the people do, like that enjoy what is like a I don't know, just like goodness, mm-hmm. which I don't think all numbers enjoy that. And they kind of bring that forward as who they are. Yeah. And they're like, the, I was looking at what roles people are when they're twos or what career paths they mm-hmm. take and stuff. And it's, it's pastor, therapist, teacher, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> janitor even of just the, the caring roles, the taking care of the, the making sure that uh, an you insurance know. person, twos, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, an insurance advisor. True. That's oh, what, which is I what do. Katie does currently. <laughs> by the way, everybody, you're good with people. I feel like that's a stressful thing for people. You're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. it's you like you make that a, an, a, an okay situation. You for do. Yeah, you do. And sometimes I feel like it's the only thing that I really know how to do. Hmm. Is is insurance? <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> is guide people and and be that like comforting voice for them. Hmm. And and sometimes I think if only like 
I was smarter or more of an artist or, but, Mm. but there's nothing to me. And how I really do know I'm a two is that it's the most important job. Those teachers, the counselors, the therapists are the people that I respect the most. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom, definitely person I respect the most. She meets with people all day long who are in crisis. Mm. There's no honorable job more than that. Oh, Mm. please. Let's also stop and say, uh, Katie's Deb's, Deb's daughter. <laughs> if you listen to our anxiety episode, here we are. Deb Thomas, Deb our Thomas, guest. Our this guest. is Katie, her this daughter. Is her daughter. <laughs> very, very lovely people. And it's interesting also to think that Deb and Katie both would be in the heart triad. They would. Definitely yeah. in the heart triad. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. My mom and I both. Ooh, yeah. man. But yeah, there's no one that I respect more and think is more honorable work. And I'm always like, I want to be more like that mm-hmm. all the time of how can I better serve? How can I better help? How can I, how can I know more about this topic so I can help guide this person through this thing? Those are the only moments, only moments <laughs> that I relate to you as a five. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh really trying to overthink it? Like, or over research yeah, yeah, yeah. or deep dive like but you guys like for do. A person. Yeah. If, if it's for a person and a cause and like, when, when Scott Strong got his shoulder surgery, I was like, what happens during healing? What are the best ways for him oh, to like, okay. inter- mm. like think through his mind? I wonder how twos mm-hmm. relate to five. I wonder how that goes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if there's much connection. There's not much relation I between twos and fives. I almost think twos and fives are a little, a little polar opposite. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 fives so. don't want to be near people and twos like need people. Mm-hmm. And my, my understanding and knowledge and research is an end in and of itself. There's no, what's the point? Yeah. The point was knowing that information. <laughs> Mine is all applied. If yeah. I can't apply it, there's no point. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so sweet. Then it's like, what am I going to do with it in my head? Mm-hmm. Like push, mm-hmm. push away. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're really, I think twos are really action oriented. They're, they're doers. They're helpers. They're people who step in, in crisis. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I really think where would we, where would we be without where? twos and sixes? I mean, all the numbers, oh. but like as a four, probably wing five, I am, I don't, I contribute really strange stuff to society. <laughs> <laughs> like twos strange and sixes stuff. contribute like strange stuff, stuff that like keeps us alive. <laughs> Which it was interesting, Macy, because I read today when I was doing my pre-research, trying to learn what the heck I was going to say, <laughs> that, that um, twos go to, for mm-hmm. in health yeah or you guys have a very interesting we have correlation. a really fun correlation fours go to two in oh big time what did you say in refuge, refuge. or stress or disintegration mm-hmm. there's so many mm-hmm. words and i feel like i'm my best when i am not worrying so much about what other people think mm-hmm. or doing something artistic and fun just like for myself mm-hmm. and that's so hard for me to get to but i respect you so much <laughs> because you just do like your own beautiful thing and wow. create all these pieces for myself <laughs> to consume all the time mm-hmm. wow this is it's so interesting we really mm-hmm. are so related mm-hmm. if there's any number i feel most related to it's yeah. the two yeah there, there was a time recently in youth group where I got mad at Macy. And Whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, and and I she came up. In, she came upstairs afterwards <sighs> in like yeah. two mode. It was so weird to see it. Mm-hmm. She was like kind of panicky and like uh, I can edit this out if it's too <laughs> no, vulnerable. No, it's fine. Like, I hundred percent was too. It was a. It was a rare moment. I, I, I was watching it happen. Like. She, 
she went into this sort of like, how can I fix it? How can I help? What can I do? And it's, it's a rare moment. Cause usually I've called Macy on this very podcast, sassy. <laughs> uh, oftentimes Macy's more challenging towards me. And I was surprised that like you didn't come up with a little bit more angst and like, Hey, you know what? You, you know, I, I didn't deserve that. I didn't, you know, you were just more like, Oh, I'm so sorry. How can I help? What, you know, I was like, Oh yeah. I think I realized I thought I had really hurt you. And that well, makes, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's nice that you care. <laughs> I was like, I think I really hurt Scott. And so it's like, then that set me in distress. And then when that happens, I don't know what to do. I'm I, don't, so I think you stressed. hurt me. I, I think I, I was, I was stressed. You caused me more stress. Yeah. You That's came in stressed and I didn't read it right. And then I was, I made that. But you were really weren't in the wrong. It was more my thing. But no, I Whatever. go into that too. Mode of it. like, what can I do? I need to, and it's, that's the thing about me being too is it's almost always when I'm feel like I've messed up. It comes mm. from this four thing mm. of like, I've done something wrong. I'm deficient. And then I move to two as like an action way to then like mm. bring myself back up to not being deficient. Ooh. So that's how I, whereas when I'm in the forts, because I've gone to yoga yeah. and I've had the, my favorite meal and I'm like, now oh. you can start to do it. I can create for myself. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I've. It's like when you can set My aside other people. Moments, mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Wow. Katie and I. <laughs> you have star <laughs> eyes right now. Just star you know, star emoji star eyes. Steven Universe star <laughs> eyes. Steven Universe also a two. If you, you listen. I do think Steven, Steven Universe. Steven. Yeah. I think that show is kind of like a two. I mean, if he's he's the main character and his mm-hmm. whole thing is empathy mm-hmm. and like. He's kind of going through this, like the journey of realizing mm. that he can't oh. be there for everyone. First of all, I love that we're just all of a sudden talking about Steven because <laughs> we all like it. Too. We yeah. love Steven. Yeah. It it gives me so much joy and rest. <laughs> and like it for a while, I like had to watch an episode before I went to bed because it it's put so me sweet. in such like a sweet, yes. calm state before yes. I went wow. to I bed. Get it. I get it. <laughs> and I then I try to explain to my housemates, I'm like, it's aliens, guys. It's so <laughs> cute. Oh, now we get it. It's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> let's Come watch on, it guys. <laughs> no but i think steven as much as we love him there was a particular story arc where it was a very two thing and and connie was upset about it mm-hmm. oh he, yes he went away in the spaceship with uh who 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 was who are the two people i forget aquamarine yeah he like thought and he was doing this huge selfless act for mm-hmm. everybody who's the big yellow mm-hmm. one what topaz oh topaz topaz, topaz so steven yeah, self-sacrifices, in quotes, for his squad mm-hmm. uh, and goes away with Aquamarine and Topaz. And when he comes back, Connie's mad and says, that wasn't, it wasn't fair for you to do that. We all wanted to fight. And mm-hmm. Stephen's confused because he said, wait, I was doing something nice for you. I was mm-hmm. helping you. You should be mm-hmm. appreciative. That seems like an ultimate to dilemma. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. like, well, actually, it would be better for us all if we all could contribute and Mm -hmm. you don't have to do this all. Like it's Mm -hmm. not all your burden. Mm -hmm. And I think twos can sometimes bear all people's burdens. Mm -hmm. Do you relate to that? I relate to that so much. (laughs) And especially like even adding on to that of like, why aren't you appreciating me Mm -hmm. for doing this? Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Like, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I just did something either for a long period of time um, or 
just something that I wouldn't normally do and don't feel recognized. And Mm. that's like, those are the moments that I feel like stuck. That's how I always describe it of stuck is Mm. I want to move forward and just say, I did the selfless act, but I can't because I don't feel appreciated. Mm. So I just get, I just get anxious and like mostly happens when I'm exhausted Mm. of just, I can't go to sleep. I can't stay awake. Like there's no oh, in so between <laughs> because I haven't been appreciated. And a lot of times oh. it comes out at the other person, mm. at the person that I was just trying to be selfless and serve and take care of, do something for them. Um, and I just feel kind of forgotten. Mm. And those are like mm. my hardest and loneliest moments. And mm. I wish that it wasn't there because I wish I just always had an endless supply of like, go, 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 go. Take care of your people. Take care of the high schoolers. Take care of my Sunday school mm. kids. Like, <sighs> on to the next. <laughs> our, our, the Enneagram language is our attention is on something. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's what her attention is on. Mm-hmm. Your attention is on My all attention is not people. on that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe a fun episode would be is uh, one of our favorite podcasts, uh, Enneagram for Idiots, did an episode of Enneagram at parties. Yeah. Hmm. How, how are different Enneagram types at parties? And that hmm. was really funny. Mm-hmm. It was a banter podcast. A banter podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're a banter podcast. <laughs> we try. Are we? we try, no, we try to have elements. Try. I mean, we introduce elements. We, go, of banter. we banter and then we're like, and now we're really deep. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to do a pure banter episode sometime. We don't know what it's going to feel like, but we're going to try. That sounds very yeah. stressful. Good yeah, luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that'd be like an unhinged episode because it would be like no agenda. Mm-hmm. The agenda keeps us slightly focused. <laughs> um, but. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, it would be interesting to do an episode on Enneagram types and how they go to bed. What keeps oh, everybody up? Oh my goodness. That would be yes. really interesting. Because I've never sat s- and thought about being appreciated. <laughs> ever. But it, what I think about is uh, there's no meaning to life. That's what I set up <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> That's what keeps me up. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, is there? Is there meaning? No. <laughs> This is all pointless. Is how oh do I have how do I have consciousness? I kind of can semi relate. <laughs> like, what am I? Yeah, what am I? That's I what keeps me up. I've never you, sat and thought about. I promise you, I've never. Oh my god! Never fallen asleep <laughs> thinking about. Oh my! That. How could you that not? That's, the, that's, <laughs> what, that's the crazy thing about the types. How could you not? Where are we, everybody? We're floating in space. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Who am I? What am I? Who am I? What is what this am I? skin What are we blood? doing on earth? Why are we existing? Minor <laughs> <laughs> like, existence. Ooh, what friends am I going to see tomorrow? Like, <laughs> no, no, ooh, no. What are we going to talk about tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll have moments where I'm like replaying and I'm like, what could I have done differently? Mm, totally. Yes. That, that, that I think that's relatively just human. Mm-hmm. But that's Everyone definitely. On a certain scale. Yeah. Is that what connects all Enneagram numbers? What could I have done differently? What could I have done done differently? Everybody probably has their own version of analyzing that question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You do a whole episode on that, too. We could. (laughs) (laughs) Anything's an episode. (laughs) Okay, so when we come back, we're going to talk about wings. It's going to be very exciting. If you don't know about wings, this may be a chance to start (laughs) thinking about wings. We don't know if we've covered wings. Theory, everybody. When we come back. Catch you later. Catch you later. What I like about being a two is very connected to food and community. 
And it's this idea of radical hospitality, very much of setting a table, preparing really, really good, delicious food, and sitting around and talking, and that those are spaces I feel comfortable in and also want to create spaces that others that maybe are scared or uncomfortable but want to grow in those areas for them to be welcome into and have a seat at the table. All right, hey everybody, we're back. We're back. Uh, and um, Macy is really excited. And am I? <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about wings. So oh, here, yes, here's here the we deal. Go. I was I was listening to a podcast recently, and these people, in my understanding of the Enneagram, were playing fast and loose with wings. These people were saying things like, "I'm an eight wing three. Oh gosh! You know, I know <laughs> that's a great reaction. And and the thing was is that the podcast was pretty professional. They're Wait, pretty well really known. Rec- really recently, you yeah. heard this? Yes. That this yes. is wild to me. And and they were doing this very. So I'm not going to say the specific place because I don't need to trash talk anybody in particular. But I'll just say this is a church who is going through the Enneagram. So they preach the, a sermon on the Enneagram. The, the lead oh. pastor. Isn't oh, that interesting? This is really interesting. Uh, and makes me feel uncomfortable about the way the Enneagram is being mm-hmm. taught. <laughs> and then they do a follow-up podcast. Now, I would say 80% of the things I'm hearing on this podcast are good and helpful and interesting. But I'm telling you, the main thing that threw me off is the way they talk about wings. Everything I've ever heard about wings is that you have a wing either to essentially the right or the left of your number. So... If I'm a five, I can either be a five wing six or a five wing four, or theoretically a balanced five with no leaning either way. Mm-hmm. Now, so I'm a five wing four. That's my wing. We'll talk about that someday. But um, I, th- I personally, I this is how I describe it. Mm-hmm. So take issue with me, whatever. I, this is how I wrap my mind around wings. I think it's the seasoning to your number that's how i describe the it. seasoning it's a salt i've heard the yeah, the sauce to your ice cream the sauce to your like ice cream your, another your like little topping. chocolate syrup yeah to your ice it's cream. a topping um do you want to say sauce or, or can you get on board with topping oh i'm fine with topping i'm fine with <laughs> topping i'm fine with either although i don't actually necessarily like them that, that way of thinking of it that much because i've had a, a newer playful, way of thinking this, of it. we're trying to be a banter podcast Maisie. so Oh, those banter. <laughs> let's banter. Let's go. Okay. Don't take it literal. It's just a, yeah, <laughs> it's not literally, me. it's not literally a topping. <laughs> I've heard it said, I, I what I mean by saying seasoning or salt or something is you have your core type mm-hmm. and then this sort of brings out a unique element, mm-hmm. a unique way of how that manifests itself. Mm hmm. I would say something that I've been like understanding more in terms of wings too is thinking of it and how we like develop in terms of like our type is kind of we develop into our type by the stories we tell ourselves and like the like the way our ego we like interpret certain situations and I think our wing our wing type is also happening so it's like the way we interpret something through our number but then through a second lens so Mm. it's not just like four plus three it's like or whatever your wing is it's like for interacting with three and it's you are the interaction of those two numbers Ooh. 
Whoa. So it's like a that's, little bit more like, I think it, as we were talking about earlier, the Enneagram is so like deep diving yourself and so in depth that I think it's more of the relationship of those two numbers colliding. Well, but, um, someday we're going to get into tri-types on this podcast. True. That's going to really complicate things. So Katie just had a reaction. Oh, whoa. <laughs> so I have no idea what a tri-type <laughs> is. And that's, we will that's not get again, into it. That's really controversial. There's more things. Yeah, there's more. So, yeah. so wings Gut are type, heart type, the two numbers. So type. if you, it's the numbers to yeah, your side and it's, you kind of like can dip into them. Some people also mm-hmm. would say. So it's I really lean heavily complex. into the four. It seems like Macy leans heavily into the five. I think I lean pretty heavy into the five. May, uh, Katie doesn't quite know. We're, so we're going to read the two with the one wing and the two with the three wing. And we're going to see which one she gravitates towards the most. Cool. Here we go. Katie is here in the house. In the house? <laughs> okay. The, the way the um, wisdom of the Enneagram does this is it talks about uh, the healthy side of the, the wing and then the average side. So that's another nice way of not putting a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. average. Just average. average. Not we're all, the, I think people like to assume that when like we're first encountering the Enneagram, we're probably at average levels. Hmm. Okay. And then the, the Enneagram side. helps us to move healthier. Healthier. Here it goes. This is the two with the one wing. There I you can go. see Katie having I, either of these. I know, me too. I'm yeah. really curious. So everybody knows, well, maybe you don't. The one is the reformer slash improver slash perfectionist. Mm-hmm. This could be Katie. Who's driven by a need to do good and be a person of integrity. Mm-hmm. So healthy. People of this subtype combine warmth with seriousness of purpose as they strive after personal goodness and selfless service. The combination mm-hmm. of the morality of the one and the empathy of the two lead to a strong desire to relieve human suffering. These mm-hmm. people are often good Samaritans, willing to take on thankless and unglamorous tasks that others generally avoid. They are more serious-minded than the other subtype, more overt caretaker, caretakers, often found in teaching, public service, healing professions, the ministry, and working with the disenfranchised or the physically or mentally challenged. Wow. That is the healthy side mm. of the two-wing one. That seems like Katie. It seems like Katie. Mm, but wait, because right. I think two-wing three might also sound I like also Katie. So it's up to <laughs> Katie. It's up to Katie. Maybe she's relatively balanced. <laughs> she could be balanced. Here's the it's average hard. side of the two-wing one. People of this subtype feel obligated to struggle against their quote-unquote selfish attitudes. Katie's already said this. Mm-hmm. And feelings. They feel responsible for others' welfare and are typically dutiful, proper, and severe with themselves. Hmm. They are emotional but tend to be strained in their emotional expressions because they feel awkward about drawing attention to themselves. They prefer working in the background, yet they want to feel significant in others' lives. Twos with a one wing feel conflicts between their emotional needs and their principles, often leading them to get involved in moral or religious teachings. They can become extremely self-critical and neglectful of their health, in the hmm. unhealthy range, mm-hmm. denying their personal needs and tending to play the martyr. Hmm. I, I, a lot of times when I read two in one, I'm like, oh, okay. yep, that could be me. That could be me. totally the martyr. Mm-hmm. And then I get to likes to serve through the background. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, sometimes. But sometimes a little acknowledgement. A little. Most of the time, I like to be in the front <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is a th- <laughs> so, uh, all right let's no, do no. the two wing three. okay two wing three okay so i like these titles the two with the one wing is called the servant okay mm-hmm. the okay. servant 
Do you want to say something about well, that? Well, I was just going to say one thing about when you're reading Wings, what's what's always interesting is you're kind of going to relate to both because they mm. are both two. So okay. like a lot of the things that are being named are two like qualities, but oh, it's like a, with a flavor. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I think that's that that just helping like they're always going to kind of relate. Okay. And we're not even talking about variants yet. No. Tri types? Variants? I know. I wonder what your variants are. Honestly, variants, I think, are the most. They've. uh, We'll talk about variants. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll talk about that offline tonight just for fun with Katie. We'll have some some fun with the wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Macy Maya's definition of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Okay. um, (laughs) Two with a three wing. Okay. People of this subtype are more outgoing. Uh oh. Could be Katie. Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they seek love through the creation of personal connection and making others feel good. Their self esteem of a two with a three wing is tied to personal qualities rather than the quality of their service. Hmm. They are sociable and talkative, charming and adaptable, with much quote unquote personality in evidence. Hmm. They enjoy bestowing whatever talents and resources they possess on friends and family, cooking, entertaining, singing, listening. All as ways of sharing their inner bounty. Hmm. Two wing three. Your inner healthy. bounty. That sounds wow. kind of like Katie too. I know. I sounds like Katie. Katie both only have, Katie sound knows. like you. Katie's a two. Let me know. <laughs> no questioning. Average. People of this subtype are friendly and good humored, although focused and ambitious. Hmm. Kind of could be Katie. Yeah. They're not typically into overt caretaking. More often they consider their friendship and the quality of their attention to be sufficient gifts. Hmm. There can be a seductive aspect to people of the subtype, hmm. as well as more of a focus on relationships, excessive friendliness, exaggerated <laughs> sentimentality, hmm. and histrionic displays, the result of the three's desire for acceptance blending with the two's drive for intimacy. Cringe Le- face from Katie. <laughs> Le- they are less serious and more task-driven than twos with a one-wing. They are hmm. also less likely to engage in self-questioning and self-criticism. <laughs> People of this subtype are direct about what they want, drawing attention to the services that they provide. They can be self-important, high-handed, and sometimes arrogant. Wow. <laughs> Well, one wing or three wing? I'm pretty sure I'm a three wing. <laughs> well, there Katie it is. Has spoken. <laughs> Katie has spoken. I like that they said, well, seduction is a word that is super tied to twos mm-hmm. of this. Like they, threes too, though. I threes, think. I think threes and yeah. twos. So it's like this crazy combination, but they have a way of knowing, like bringing people in and drawing them. Mm-hmm. And when, when to bring in uh, strength finders again, mm-hmm. bring it in when I was in college, woo was my woo. number one. Yeah. And when we mm-hmm. took it again, when I was at UPC, uh, as a staff, woo, yeah. woo was not in there. And I was like, uh, you were disappointed. Yeah. And includer and empathy and mm-hmm. positivity or took the places yeah. of some of the other ones that I had. But, but that's where I'm like the like optimism outgoing, bringing people in, mm-hmm. um, Especially when I'm in a role where mm. where I have designated people that I'm taking care of, mm-hmm. that's where I'm a, a two wing three. So when I'm placed into a leadership role and you're like, here, take care of these people, yeah, I'm like okay, we're, we I'm go. being excessively friendly. Excessively friendly. <laughs> I can do that. That's, that's in my repertoire. Exaggerated sentiment. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> but then say when I'm thrown into a situation where I'm with a lot of peers or trying to find my place in something. I still want to serve and help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not looking, I'm not that person in class that raises their hand. Um, I'm not, I'm not the one who's, who's talking to everyone and right on time. I'm uncomfortable. So I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Interesting. 
I don't know where I fit in the two of those things because the yeah. the twoing one, I do have like very strong moral convictions and yeah. ethical convictions and how I think the right way is and what mm-hmm. it should be, especially when when I'm unhealthy and I uh, start to get resentful towards people around me of not being mm. appreciative or mm. not serving other people well, then I'm more like, you're doing it all wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, that- and she could have one in her tritone. <laughs> <laughs> but also maybe that's arrogance of the two wing three. So I don't know. I don't I don't know. I would say I probably lean more towards a two wing three. Um, I, I'm glad you but, said that because I felt that. But but if you would have disagreed, I would have definitely questioned. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how, <laughs> how how do you? I would have questioned myself, not you. Uh, <laughs> how how if it, if at all? And we could just skip this whole segment entirely. Mm-hmm. How do you? How if at all do you feel like that applies to your relationship with Scott? The two wing three. <laughs> yeah, like would that. <laughs> I'm thinking in terms of like the initial phases of a relationship, like in terms of like seduction or not seduction in terms of the way we typically think of that no. word. We're talking about woo, basically. Yeah. I think, oh man, things were so different. Scott with, has stopped painting his figure. With Scott and I, <laughs> There's, there was a moment when we were, watching, we were watching The Office today and he was talking uh, Michael Scott was talking about Holly. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys watched The Office, but he goes, I've watched I'm going to be such good friends with her that she's not even going to know that we're dating. And it's, I'm like, yes. just going to slide wow. right into it. Yes. But that's what Scott did. I didn't woo. I didn't. And I think that also goes into oh, is something Ma- is I was going to. Michael Scott? Scott is Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> there he is drinking his canned wine. Mr. Michael Scott painting his figurines. <laughs> I was going to give a little anecdote later about the people that twos are closest to. It's the best when they don't need you and you don't have yeah. to use your two mm-hmm. or your wing one or your wing Ooh, three. That is, that is a good takeaway insight. That's a really good takeaway and, insight. And, and, with Scott, I wasn't trying to help him at all. I didn't mm. even like mm. really understand what was happening in our relationship. Mm. That, that's probably kind of refreshing, though. Bec- <laughs> that, that's probably kind of refreshing, though, because you didn't need to do that. No, you didn't, I didn't. You, you could just be yourself. I could just be myself, and we were just friends and hanging out. And oh, that's really sweet. That I don't really even sweet. think that I was comfortable do like doing anything for him at mm. the time. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> a self-sufficient man, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's also a seven for the world yes. to know. Which I will, think maybe we'll have him on combo I highly, highly recommend twos being friends or dating sevens. It's like <laughs> the most, like the best thing for twos in that they there's nothing you have to do to really like earn mm-hmm. any love or affection mm-hmm. or, or friendship. Yeah. It seems like they're just some... like, Oh, a human that's interesting. I'm going to pay attention to you. <laughs> it seems like there's some types. <laughs> it's such a seven way it's of thinking. The best. It's there's some the types best. on the Enneagram. I probably would say two sevens and nines who paired with anybody is probably going to be great. I agree. Mm-hmm. They're probably the most yeah. open. They're yeah. not like too, like also also thinking like in terms of extroversion like they're mm-hmm. they're easy to get along with yeah. they're like oh a person this will be good they mm-hmm. like see goodness in people yeah. mm-hmm. and they're like not a too four wrapped could probably up in themselves go great with a seven a four could go great with a two a four could go great with a nine yeah we don't know if a four could go great with a one or a four could go great with a eight 
That a fourth mm-hmm. and eight might be a bad a combo. A fourth and eight could could go terrible or it could be epic. Yeah. It's very hit or miss, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. But put put someone with a two. Seven and a two? I think so, a two so with what, a two is the worst say, combo, actually. Sh- that sounds bad. A two, a two with a two. Yeah. I was going to ask what that would look like. I feel like it would just they, be trying to outdo each it would other. Be, what, I think what? it would become not being able to like name your own needs and you yeah. just be taking care of the other and then like, yeah, outdo well, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm interrupting you. Sad. I'm so sorry. What, I, what I've read from the mm-hmm. Helen Palmer book mm-hmm. is uh, twos in a beautiful way. This is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, are activated by the perceived needs of someone else and they take joy in helping. Mm -hmm. So if it's two twos looking for the need of the other and they, they, they're, it seems like they just can't gain traction in the relationship. Like, wait, I'm here to help you. Wait, no, no, I'm here to help you. What do you need? No, what do you need? Mm -hmm. It's like, wait, what, what is our goal here? (laughs) You know, like a seven, it seems can be like, our goal is getting out. We're going to have some fun. We're going to go hiking. Oh, I can help you do that. Let's go. You know, <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, two I'm packing sure. food. Yeah. I'll bring all the fun. Like, yeah. You just plan it and I'll help it be really exciting. It's said, it, it's said that twos and nines in particular, and I think about this from my wife, Marissa, are looking mm-hmm. for the agenda. They're like, mm-hmm. what, what's the plan? What are mm-hmm. we doing? They're happy to go along with it. Oh, you know? yeah. That's a really good way Scott's, of putting it. Scott's. Katie's looked around for affirmation at this comment and Scott has now been immersed in his figurine painting, which I love. There's this so, part of the- so many exciting things going on. His brain can't handle yeah, it. A, we love Scott Strong. <laughs> <laughs> no, his big brain. So pushing past the limits of his giant brain. All right. Um, you guys. But that's where, okay. Yeah. For, Go ahead. For Go ahead, the Katie. two wing three versus two wing one, versus. would you say that's almost like extrovert versus introvert the Ooh. three extrovert and one what would you say, or no i would think so i would probably that. say no i would say first of all i don't think number necessarily determines introversion oh, no, extroversion. no i don't think so but either. it's it's i Generally. think most twos are extroverts oh yeah mm-hmm. i think they're the most oh, probably oh, oh, oh. extroverted Ooh, number oh claims i think twos and maybe sevens and spicy take <laughs> spicy as some take. would say and i think <laughs> fives are probably the most introverted fives and maybe fours or sixes okay okay i don't know but isn't that interesting i think i think ones can be pretty extroverted and i think threes can be pretty extroverted mm-hmm. too so it's mm-hmm. i think i kind of think it's they're both more extroverted mm-hmm. tendency i mean if we just want to take it, says, it one step further one step further just see what the fear you relate to the most yeah i think that's another thing is it's the wing is like which of the one or the three do you relate to more so and that will help determine the basic the fear of the three is of being worthless and without value apart from their achievements. Mm. And, and probably a two wing three would define their achievements differently than just By a helping. three yeah. would. Exactly. Itself. It's like they're but in a, in a reformer. I already feel like I know Katie's answer mm-hmm. is the basic fear is of being bad, defective, evil, or corrupt. That's their basic fear. Yeah, doesn't probably, seem like you're probably being, not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like you like, think threes you're good. are. You no, know, three, you you bring good. I'm I bring good. To be I am good. good. In everything yeah. that I but do. But this is a yeah. this is a three thing in terms of even our work. We all work mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Like a three really wants to, you know, prove themselves in the work environment, mm-hmm. show themselves to be effective and impactful. And it's it's more of like, I, I hate to say it because it's not a bad thing in terms of the way it manifests itself. It's helpful. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be a little bit more egocentric as a, in the sense of I need you to see me as a productive person mm-hmm. and helping and playing this the rules of the system. And ones are more like, 
probably more inclined to be like, I don't care about the rules of the system. Mm -hmm. We're going to do what's right regardless. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm here to reform the system, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. which may have, everybody can do that to their own extent, but that's the ones. Interesting. I also feel like ones, uh, I have a complicated relationship with ones. I I have one in my tri-type, so it's a very, a little bit of self-loathing. This (laughs) tri-type word just keeps getting thrown (laughs) out. Uh, We have to move on. Comments? Uh, You guys, this is a podcast. We're not stopping everybody. We're in it. Meaning we're going to keep keep recording episodes. Oh yeah. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't the end of the Enneagram. This isn't the Enneagram. This isn't the end of our conversation on twos or wings or tri-types or anything, but, but we have to move on. We're going to move on to to listener comments coming up next. Oh yeah. Coming up next. We're going to do this. Catching you later. Catch you later. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying this Enneagram 2 episode. We loved this conversation and we hope that it's been fruitful for you and helpful for you to understand a little bit more about our Enneagram friend 2s out there. And if you're an Enneagram 2, I hope that you are loving this podcast and that um, you're finding it helpful for you. Uh, I've got one quick way for you if you'd like to support the podcast, how you can help us. And it's just by simply rating and reviewing the podcast. The more ratings and reviews that we can get, the better we can understand what people like about this podcast, maybe what they don't like, ways we can improve, but it also just gets the podcast out there and it allows more people to find the podcast. Um, That's the only announcement I have for you. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, Here's the rest of the episode. Hey, everybody, we're back. We got memes. Uh, yes, we, we got memes, everybody. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram. We got memes. We got memes. <laughs> memes They're multiplying. Memes, memes, memes. <laughs> okay, so also, uh, a side note on our memes. We're also on, uh, you can look at our website. You can look at our website, nosmallthingpodcast.com. It's actually a good website now. We've alluded to it in the past. And Macy really then. went all in on the website. So she created something that actually has genuine show notes now (laughs) i think it's something that if you like the podcast you'd find to be interesting yeah check it out it's a nice simple supplemental supplemental (laughs) supplemental it is a nice supplemental part to the podcast yeah and check out the show notes for this episode because you'll find like resources and links to things that have relate to being a two enneagram Mm -hmm. we we like to think that we are engaging the audience we like to think it so we post these things on instagram and we don't quite know yet if an instagram listener or an instagram follower is actually listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. or they're just enjoying engaging with us on instagram we don't Mm -hmm. know but here it is we're going to read some comments so macy posted a Uh, nice little meme of crying (laughs) michael jordan (laughs) And it's crying Michael Jordan, and it says, twos when you say, I don't want your help. And he's crying. <laughs> and he's crying. Yeah. And so that got some comments. And uh, I'll, we'll go back and forth. Let's okay. go back and forth. Read okay. some comments. So the first comment we got. Aw, my Michael. Uh, oh, my, my wife, Marissa, she's from Chicago and loves Michael Jordan. So <laughs> she instantly responded with, aw, my Michael. <laughs> and I responded with teary cry uh, laugh face <laughs> emoji. <laughs> no, no, we won't. So uh, Naomi Yost said, this is actually really helpful. I never realized this is so great in terms of 
us understanding about the Enneagram that we're not approaching life the same way. Oh, we're not. We wake we're up not. with different goals every morning. So Naomi, I good realization because it's true. I don't approach life as a two. I never realized that it's not hurtful to all when my help is not wanted and needed. I just thought that was how all people felt. For some, it's actually a relief. I can't imagine. It is a great relief when my help's not needed. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> and can I say something yes. about that really fast? Because this Please. was what I was going to say. My biggest like realization or epiphany with the Enneagram was, was that I had gone through life almost thinking that everybody had the same motivation. Mm -hmm. We were all very mm -hmm. people and helping oriented. Mm -hmm. And the people mm -hmm. who weren't helping and or weren't trying to seek affirmation and, and uh, chiming in with whatever were just very consciously making the hurtful decision not to. Oh, wow. <laughs> and be, almost being selfish. And I would say maybe that was in more unhealthy places mm -hmm. of being more exhausted and yeah. burnt out mm -hmm. and just being like, you don't want to help. And I, I know that you're consciously making the decision to not care for me or not care for others. How selfish. Yeah. And, and learning about the Enneagram has been the best to mm -hmm. be like, well, mm -hmm. we don't all have the same basic fear mm -hmm. of and motivation and understanding how people are different and think different. Yeah, so I right. relate to that comment a lot. Wow. <laughs> right. And, and I honestly say in my bad moments, I'm, I've been judgmental at people's lack of capacity to deep dive. Hmm. I'm like, Hey everybody, let's talk about this. And everybody starts turning their head and they're looking around like losing interest. And I'm like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. It's <laughs> <laughs> an important topic, you know? <laughs> and I have to get, you know, more sensitive to the fact that like, that's just not everybody's cup of tea. And yeah. every, uh, people might actually have more important things to do, like go help someone <laughs> instead of just sit around and talk all day. But <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, yeah. It was, so that's good what the Enneagram does for us. Relatable right, comment. Do you want to read one? Mm -hmm. Re relatable comment. So the next one is from Christy Copy. Christy Cappy. As a two, I can sometimes feel not good enough, even though I try so hard to be enough. Mm. Ooh. Mm. You know what, yeah. too, though? That can relate to a lot of types, I think, yeah. in their mm -hmm. own way. Yeah. 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 That's okay. hard. But it's also, you are enough. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm going to read Penny with an eight. Penny? T Penny with... And I eight. All right. These handles are so funny. I'm just Scott Gronholtz. So. <laughs> Macy's Macy Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie, so, is, Katie is pink. Katie, Katie is, is pink. pink. <laughs> Katie is pink. Mm -hmm. That is her aura. <laughs> uh, okay. So she says, I truly love helping others, but I'm learning and growing and taking care of myself in the same way as I would another person. Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I think we hypothesize that Pearl from Steven Universe is a one wing two. Mm -hmm, She's got mm -hmm. a little two in her. Yeah, she does have some two in and her. Steven has that great part in this last episode where he jumps through her and they're like, oh, 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 Katie hasn't seen it yet. Oh, no. oh, oh, oh shoot. Katie, you have to see it. We can't talk about it. It's so beautiful in the moment. I won't say all I'll say is that Steven reminds Pearl to think of herself. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. all we need to say. Oh, Katie. Gosh, you, you call yourself a Steven Universe fan. The last episode, when was it released? Mm, like two months ago? The Blue Diamond, when the diamonds come down? No, Scott! What? only one that you haven't seen. Oh, oh you, should you, have it to you have to should watch it tonight. You should watch it tonight. Okay. All right, all right. Well, that reminded me of Steven Universe and Pearl, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> we really threw Katie off right there. All right, what's the next the one? The next one is Tori. 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 Oh, this is a good one. Oh, I've known 
Montessori since she was going into sixth grade Stop and now it. she's a sophomore. She's a sophomore high school. Two through and through. And the Enneagram's been so good. Okay, let me read this. I feel like I'm constantly judging myself and making sure I'm not an inconvenience to others. Constantly apologizing for some things that I don't have control over or things that don't need apologizing for. The things I like about being a two is that people feel they can trust you and they feel like they can talk to you. But maybe that's just me. When I learned that I'm a two, everything made so much sense. I started to live my life a little healthier and I reminded myself that it's natural for me to do the things I do, but also I have control over it. I love being a two and wouldn't change a thing. Snaps for Tori. Good. Snaps for Tori. We love that. I also would say that Tori, a lot of high schoolers ask you how you are, but Tori looks at you so lovingly. She really does want to know how you are. But how are you? I'm like, whoa (laughs) Uh it's so good it's so good all right well then we had just some nice okay first of all let's just pause and say uh reuben has entered the house um he doesn't have a rumination everybody so if you have a a gripe about that then you can post about on our facebook because we also have a gripe facebook no dumpster fire yeah forget that i mean i didn't that was a slip of the tongue i'm on instagram but um (laughs) Shame to Reuben. Shame on Reuben. No, I don't Ruben care. Reuben's trying to concert. make excuses, saying he came back from a concert. Bark up my sap. Reuben, Reuben just said a phrase that we don't understand. He said, uh, the, the person. Bark up my sap. Is that like. Bark up my sap. Listeners, what does this phrase mean? Bark up your sap. <laughs> All right. Uh, if anybody cares to know, now now we have Katie. We have we have we have Scott uh, painting his figurines, and Reuven is now in the house, just sitting on the couch. If it, if it helps, he has people, a whale sweater on. He has a whale sweater on. If it helps people to know, and it brings them comfort to know that Reuven is here, there it is. There it is. He is here. Brings me comfort. Yeah, brings Katie comfort. Okay. The He's next the one guy. is Lena Prindle. Lena Prindle said... Wait, no, you skipped one. I skipped a bunch because they're not Enneagram comments. They're just like encouragements. Okay. I'm not a two, but this picture really makes me laugh. That's Someone not, says, I'm a newly... Seattle Madre says, I'm a newly diagnosed two. Ha. So I'm looking forward to learning more about myself. Ooh, that's hi. my friend, Michelle McFarland. She's great. Hi. Uh, she's not She's not necessarily contributing new knowledge about two. So that's okay. what I'm looking for. But Kirsten oh, also hi. said two true okay. about the meme. All right. Shout out to Kirsten. <laughs> Thanks for participating, Kirsten. <laughs> Macy's looking out for everybody. She's going to two right now. Lena Prindle says, I learned the Enneagram a few months ago and after a new typology podcast. Oh. Shout out to typology. Ian Cron. A four. Yeah, a four. I realized my number is two. After learning more about twos and now finally getting to read Ian Cron's book, I've noticed the ways I overhelp, quote unquote, and haven't realized how much that can frustrate people. It became very apparent helping my teen daughter prepare for her first formal high school dance. I backed off a bit and had to take account of my emotions. I'm still Mm. a good mom if I'm not the part of being of helping her prepare for every little bit and every detail. Snaps to that sentence. That's good. Also, the, that's a lot of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Also, the idea that twos get very upset if others don't acknowledge the work that they put into helping others. Oh, oh the, the jealousy that has oozed when I've witnessed others acknowledge and I'm passed over and the rage that can ensue for loved ones who don't get it. 
wow, that's an honest reflection. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. That has an Ooh. aha moment a few days ago that I'm definitely trying to work on. I have always known, however, that I do relationships well with a variety of people types and really enjoy recognizing others' gifts and can point out the obvious to me emotions of others mm. to those who don't see it. My husband has often told me to, quote unquote, stop narrating stories about people's lives and future situations in my head. <laughs> Katie is gasping at that sentence. That. <laughs> do you do that, Katie? <laughs> I do it in many forms. Matchmaker is my favorite form. Matchmaker. <laughs> matchmaker, do. matchmaker, bring me a match. Make Katie. Okay, that was pretty epic. And are we going to read the other ones from the other posts? Macy posted another. Uh, Macy came in hot with the with the post this week. Well, no, I think you gave one. Mine didn't get as much traffic. Mm, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's just the time of day, maybe. I'm not sure. Nah, the internet is I, confusing. I think you're, fun, you're more fun. Uh, let's. <laughs> we're going to skip over my post, and we're going to go straight to Macy's post, which is... Um, the sort of the pop culture figures. The pop culture too. post. And here we got um, Molly. Molly Weasley. Weasley. We got Steven Universe. Okay. Oh, yep. Well, Ann, Ann Perkins. Who's Ann, Ann Perkins. Perkins. Well, so this is all the people that we kind of think are twos or we're throwing out as possible twos in pop culture. Come at us. Come at us. Jesus. People have. Samwise Gamgee. Pam. 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 Pam Beasley. Pam Beasley. Dory. Peta. Big Hero. Baymax. Baymax. Is 100% a two <laughs> yeah. from Big Hero 6. There's some that I don't want to argue about. I don't want to argue about Steven. I don't want to argue about Baymax. I don't want to argue about Sam. Anybody else I'll argue about. Sam is a two. Sam is a two. Yeah. Okay, should I read some of these yeah. arguments? Oh, arguments and pushbacks or yeah. engagements? So the one that was the most controversial, which is a little why I posted it, is Jesus. People, some kids in our youth group. So Is good. Jesus controversial? Is Jesus? <laughs> Jesus might just in, a, just in himself be controversial. Yes. Um, so Baby Bex Baby said, Bex. Rebecca. She's our current Edge intern. Yeah. So uh, an eight. To the intern family. Said, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's possible the character of Jesus, as we can read about him, could very well be an eight. He spent 40 days in the wilderness. He was tempted with ideas of gaining authority over God and testing the authority of God. Both very eight temptations. He's not afraid to say things that are angering towards the Pharisees, nor does he necessarily say things to make people comfortable. He's not so much a meteor as an arbitrator for the way I understand a nine to be. Eight to integrate to two, and while I get that self-sacrifice is the ultimate two thing, he knew it was thankless work, and yet in the world that he used... In a world that was using the sins and religion of others as a way to extort money and to exile them from the Jewish community. The help and love he gave was ultimately breaking down the authority in previous rules that prohibited some people from being included in religion and society. In my view, which again is an eight view, this is a two action with seemingly eight motivations. Wow. So well like articulated though. Oh well yeah. Well articulated. We can't bemoan that. Or <laughs> valid. No, valid. Valid. I, I, I can't. I can't muster up energy to debate Jesus's type. Mm -mm. I, 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 I kind of think Jesus is. He's a lot. Does eight go to two? And eight all? does go to two. Mother Teresa wasn't an eight, which that makes me be like, well, Mother Teresa seems really Jesus-like. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of now think Jesus. It's really hard because Jesus is just like the what we understand of Jesus is what 
these like four stories, these four gospels and their perspectives. Well, you were saying maybe Jesus is a nine because we say the the crown of the Enneagram is yeah. a nine and nines have the best or the the easiest way of inhabiting all the numbers in a lot of ways. So maybe Jesus. Yeah, I think it's interesting to think about just in terms of like, I don't know. You know, the eights showed up for this post. Something about this didn't sit well with the eights because Hannah Kai, <laughs> yeah. who is also Sweet an eight, <laughs> had to get, jump in here. And she just said right off the bat, I don't like the fact that Enneagram can be applied to Jesus. And then she came back with a second comment and she said, it makes me uncomfy. Which I kind of understand. Yep. We, we, we like that. And we also uh, use the word comfy a lot in our daily uh, discussions. Mm-hmm. And so she used our word against us. Um, Kirsten also said... <laughs> another great Kirsten comment. Jesus is a two. Does this mean I have a Christ complex? Uh, <laughs> possibly. And possibly said, Kirsten. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Danny Planny B man, these handles. Sorry if I'm butchering this. Everybody's talking about Jesus and I'm just like, how in the world did Ann Perkins make it as a two when Leslie Nope is the most classic two in the world? Okay, let me, just whoa, stop whoa, right. whoa, whoa, let me stop right there and say, She's everybody, if this wets your whistle and you're interested in, in the, the dialogue that happens, check out Macy's response. But we got to move on. Macy <laughs> responds to that and I think she has some good things to say. My friend Joey from SPU, who is very literary and likes good novels and a lot of um, whimsical stories. And among other things, and actually as an author, she just said, uh, there are also unhealthy twos out there. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. witch mother from Tangled. Such a good example. Yes. Mrs. May from Flannery O'Connor's Greenleaf and Ooh. Rachel Lind in Anne of Green Gables. All Ooh. great examples yeah. of unhealthy twos, Give Joey. Me some shivers. Thank you. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Someone also said a, a funny comment about Jesus. Jesus was obviously, oh, this is. Kyle plant emoji. Kyle plant emoji. What a name. Uh, Jesus was obviously a three. Look how charismatic he is. Literally called himself God too. Talk about ambition. Am I right? (laughs) Things to consider about Jesus. Maybe we don't need to know Jesus as well as we think we do. Maybe we're all superimposing our types on Jesus. We all want Jesus to be our type. I I don't think Jesus is a four except when he cries. One time Jesus cried. Jesus wept one time. That's where I'm like, he's a four. Oh, he's a four. (laughs) Okay. uh, In another post, uh, this was uh, Macy kind of posting this Enneagram map on our Instagram. Uh, Let's see. uh, We'll read um, Morgan Kathy. Morgan dot Kathy. She said, what I wish people knew about me as a two. Katie, let's see if you relate to this. What, what she wants people to know about her. I truly want to do whatever you want to do, but if I make a suggestion to do something, hmm. then I really want to do it because I always happily do what you want. I'll be disappointed if we don't do what I want to do this one time, <laughs> but I won't know how to tell you this until it's too late. <laughs> Katie has made some serious contact with Scott Strong now. <laughs> That's really well said, too. It, yeah. me, it makes a lot of sense. Does that make sense to you? I need resonate? to go find that comment and wow. save it somewhere because wow. it, it, it does resonate. Yes. <laughs> now, I also am a five and I'm a firstborn. So this is the interesting thing being married to a nine who, again, I say is very similar, it seems to me, to a two is I'm very comfortable at all times telling people exactly what I want and I assume I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> and I'm not proud like of that. That's like a five and eight thing. Sure. And a firstborn thing, I think. You know, oh, whatever. Maybe. That's what I was saying. Firstborn. Um, but, uh, man, that's heavy. Morgan.Kathy. Thank you. Do you want to read another Thank one? You. Um, Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 
So this other one comes from Padden Lemons. Padden Lemons. Paid I love lemons. these. Paid in lemons, handles. maybe? Okay. I knew I was a two as soon as I saw that a characteristic was that you had a hard time saying no when asked to do something. That has always been a huge struggle for me. I love being a two because it gives me so much perspective and empathy for others. I do feel challenged by my two-ness because I find it very hard to understand people who don't live their lives based on their feelings. <laughs> it's been <laughs> difficult to be in friendship with people who don't try to see other people's points of views and try to understand them. Honestly, just being appreciated is enough to hear. I love you for that. Or what would I do without you? Or for someone to make a Facebook post about what you mean to them and how you've helped them can mean so much, even a hug or a gift. Just being recognized for your contribution is often enough return for me to feel fueled to continue giving of myself. Wow. Twos. Head nod. Mm -hmm. Head nod from Katie, Mm -hmm. the two. Someone said all of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we have another one from Hey Lauren Newman. Hey, hey Lauren, Lauren Newman. Newman. Hey. I knew I was a two from the get-go <laughs> primarily due to the shadow side of the twos. My biggest mm. struggle, and still is, was the idea that my motivations aren't always pure and good, and they aren't always needed either. Yeah. I am working mm. on being offended. I am working at not being offended and not being needed or valued for being helpful. The most powerful thing my friends have done for me was making space for me to take my time to be vulnerable with them about how I am. They were able to push through my I'm fine auto response and give me mm. the surety I need to be real. I never, I've never felt more loved as a two in those moments. My favorite part of being a two is seeing people's humanity and accepting people, flaws and all. I love the bit in the picture that says love is. Mm. That's literally my life motto. That's really sweet. Mm. Oh, you sweet twos out there. I think that's mm-hmm. it. We did I think it. That's it. We got through the comments. We did it. Katie's having a. I'm some, really thankful some for the comments. about all this stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the comments just really help us to like broaden our definitions and put them to like reality. Like this mm-hmm. is this is how it's experienced mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. Their numbers. So thanks for sharing, people. All the comments we read. We are going to start winding down. Winding down. I think we want to ask Katie what her favorite part about being a two is. Oh, we def want to ask Katie yeah. that. <laughs> What's your favorite part of being a two? Um, my favorite part about being a two is that every day I'm learning something about hmm. people. Hmm. And, hmm. and whether that's listening to someone talk about Dungeons and Dragons or <laughs> rowing or the fourth graders and what their days look like and where they like to, mm. what they like to do with their friends. I'm always learning something and mm. taking something in and learning something about like humans and mm. how we interact with people. And I'm like, there's always something new that I'm processing. And I almost like really like listening to podcasts cause it's people that, that I don't know. Hmm. And that I can also be learning something from because it's people talking that are really cool and interesting that I like <laughs> that don't always have to care for, which it's probably mm, nice. It's better be when it's refreshing. people that I care for yeah. um, and are surveying or, mm-hmm. but there's always something learning and new and, mm. and that something else, someone else is really passionate about and that they, they'll explain to me. And I like that a lot. Yeah. You're really like outward and people focused and you can appreciate I feel like you have a gift for appreciating people. Even this last week, I went to the district's cross country. uh, Yeah, with Hannah? Hannah and Genevieve. Shout out to a few of our girls. Hannah um, and Genevieve. From the youth group. But learning about, I was listening 
to someone talk about their shoes and like <laughs> I watched the girls like set their watches before they go and I know nothing about cross country yeah. racing and going and watching and supporting them and loving on them and learning about something that they do hmm. and have done the last four years in high school was like I was like, oh, this is so interesting because they're doing it. And yeah. it's something that I know that they love to do. And that like fuels oh. you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And understanding a little bit more of their context and how their brains work when mm. they're doing this particular mm. thing. Yeah. Oh, in so many ways, that's like the ultimate youth leader. That's I so know. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Did we say like with Matthew, like what advice do you have for two? I have I have two sets of advice. Ooh, yes. The first is the best thing for me has been being in relationship, being friends, dating people and having them really close to you, people that don't necessarily need you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I I was saying this before, but people who aren't relying on something that you're doing or providing for them and the people just kind of like being around you. Mm -hmm. And and that has been the best. My housemates, they don't need me Mm -hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. They like me. We have a really fun time together, but they're really self-sufficient mm-hmm. and 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 we really enjoy each other. And and Scott Strong, as much as I want him to need me, he he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and That's really cool. And yeah. and he just likes hanging out with me. I think. Do yeah. we get a nod? Well, right now he's painting his figurines. <laughs> <laughs> right now that's what he likes. <laughs> he's painting his minis. <laughs> and my family too. The, the best Aww. thing. this thing was is that my family members they're not relying on me for anything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we just have a fun time and the second thing would be is that when i i am obsessed with keeping a schedule and keeping making sure that i'm fitting everybody into my schedule Mm -hmm, that needs mm -hmm. time and energy and the best thing for me in these last few months has been saying maybe to things and putting them on pause wow and coming back to it because saying no is not life-giving it's not life-giving for a two it really sucks Mm. it Mm. sucks a lot wow Wow. i love saying sometimes (laughs) putting a pause on the yes twos if you can put a pause on your yes just for a Mm. second to think about what does my day actually look like that day Am I going to get a chance to work out? Am I going to get my eight hours of sleep? Hmm. Am I actually going to have time to eat a meal and not be rushed coming into this meeting and talking to you? Just putting on a pause. And if you say yes, you're consciously making that decision in your head that you know that day you're going to be a little rushed. You Mm -hmm. know that beforehand. You're making that decision to be. And if you say no, it's because you've already filled your emotional quota Mm. for the day. That's, that's that's profound advice. advice. <laughs> that's big, big, big two advice right it's there. Been, it's been so, so good for me and so hard. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. want to say... It's not easy I've work. just been saying maybe. <laughs> put a pause on your yes. Put a pause put a on pause. your yes. Just put a pause. Yeah. Don't, say, don't say yes right away. Don't say no right away. Think about your day. Uh, that might be really hard if it's hard to keep a schedule. I don't know what that would look like for everyone. For me... It's been great. That's legit advice. advice. Mm -hmm. So we're going to conclude this episode by reading this section from the wisdom of the Enneagram called the emergence of essence. And in my mind, we read this as sort of a benediction to end the episode. Mm -hmm. And it's also a way to highlight the number at its best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here it goes. Although we've already heard some really nice things about twos tonight. Twos are 
Tattoos are beautiful Tattoos souls. Are beautiful souls. <laughs> so here it goes. They're good. So this is again when we're when we're trying to use the Enneagram and be healthy and strive to be the better parts of our numbers. This is essentially, I think, what it sounds like. On a very deep level, twos remember the essential quality of unconditional love and the omnipresence of love. When they remember their essential nature and the divine state that it mirrors, healthy twos are aware of the presence of love all around them. So there is quite literally nothing that they need to get from anyone and nothing they can give. Twos mm -hmm. help all of us to see that love does not belong to anyone and certainly does not belong to the personality. We could say that our job in life is to not be is not to do good or to give love to anyone, but to be open to the action of love. Hmm. This essential love is experienced as a sweet melting quality. Twos feel flowing, soft, and at one with everything around them. Further, they do not need to have another person with them to experience this love. And when they are experiencing this love in the presence of another person, they do not lose the sense of their own identity. This love is balanced, pure, and nourishing. It allows the soul to relax on a profound level. The recognition of the true nature of love brings with it a tremendous sense of freedom. When love is no longer a commodity and is understood as a part of our true nature, as something we cannot lose, we experience an incredible lightness. Our desperate search for attention ends with... when. We, our desperate search for attention ends when we recognize that we not only have love and value at the level of our souls, we are love and value. Mm -hmm. Twos. We love you twos. We love twos. Thanks everybody. Macy's put her mic. Thanks Katie down. Oh, for picked coming. Picked it back up. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you to you. Katie. We appreciate this too. Thanks guys. <laughs> twos out there. We appreciate you. We appreciate you twos. Microphone down. Uh, <laughs> next week, we'll be doing an episode on uh, a check-in episode. We're going to talk about what's it's been like to record this podcast and our goals for the future. And we'll talk about um, potential new slogans. No, no. We'll talk about our main slogan. Bye, everybody.